If you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast and you want to get more bang for your buck, more bonus content, and you want to support the podcast and help the podcast grow to where we want it to go, you can subscribe to our Patreon. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy Podcast, where you can gain access to over 80 bonus podcasts a week plus bonus podcast series such as the Champions League of Weird, the Serial Killing Podcast and the new and quite popular Dog Walks with Davey. So if you want to support it, head on over to Patreon, Podcast at patreon.com. Thanks for your support. Now, let's get started with the podcast. I'm the Guy. Hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. Hope we are all feeling good. I, for one... I'm feeling fresh. I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know if, if it comes across because I do feel like I'm looking fresh, but I am feeling fresh and feeling good. And um, that's in spite of the fact that it, that it's autumn. You know, a lot of people get all excited this time of year. This is the year where I feel like people have just lost their minds, you know, generally speaking. But this time of the year, especially, I don't know what's going on, what sort of fucking mythical witch wizardry shit's been going on. But I was walking my dog last week at half past 10 at night, and it was bright. Then I went to walk him four days later at 8 o'clock, pitch black darkness. So what is going on there? What is the deal with the weather? How does that happen? There's been no changes in the clocks. So there's some dark arts, some evil wizardry at force, and I don't like it. I don't like autumn. It's the worst season of the year, is autumn. Now, there are people who... Like again, there's only there's only two seasons in the year. Now people go, there's actually four seasons, Davy. There's only two that actually matter: summer and winter. And why summer's the best is because it's summer, and why winter's okay as a second because there's Christmas, and you can just go and drink, and eat pies, and ha- especially ham. Get a big fucking just a big lump of ham and just pick at it over the course of a week. That's a great time to me. But everything else, shit. I don't like being cold, and I don't like being cold for no no reason with nothing to look forward to and that's autumn just uh, the highlight of autumn is people losing their shit over a, a fucking coffee in starbucks oh we've got the pumpkin spice latte not even fucking pumpkin spice just cinnamon some other shit like have you ever tasted ben have you ever tasted a pumpkin no it tastes like shit doesn't taste like any of that shit that goes in that coffee it's bullshit it's fake news it's a lie and, I, and i'm not having it and that's what people like about autumn so what i'm saying to you is roundabout way fuck autumn Fuck all those people out there like autumn. If you're one of these people like, oh, can't wait for autumn so I can have a pumpkin spice latte. You know you should do? Probably kill yourself because your life's not really worth living if that's the highlight. There you go. And then Halloween. People lose their shit about Halloween. But it's always, have you ever noticed, there's always freaks that get excited about Halloween. It's always the people that are like, you know, got, not to be offensive, but it's always the people with no friends that are like, oh, Halloween's, I can be the true me. All right, what's that, Jack Skellington? you're just a normal person that wears white makeup I mean big respect you dye your hair black ever think about goths on that front like obviously I'm talking goths here and no offence if you're a goth but who cares but goths have this whole we don't care about anything we just do a thing we don't care about society we don't care about appearances I hate my life but yet at some point a goth is in their bathroom with the tongue out you know fucking dyeing her hair black being like is this fucking is this like got this is this so they care about their parents is Halloween having fuckers and my wife she's going to go and watch this is the worst thing of all my wife Catherine is I don't want to say the biggest scaredy cat in the unit 
but she's the biggest scaredy cat in the universe. And she goes to me, oh, I'm going to cinema with my friend on the 30th of October. I was like, all right, that's nice. What are you going to go and see? And she went, Halloween. And I went, what? She went, Halloween. And that film is the film that has scared me more than any other film for any length of time has been Michael Myers in Halloween. The boy who murders his family and then gets put in a mental asylum for years and years and years, then escapes and just... Like a like I'm, I mean, it's gonna say like a psychopath. There's nothing more psychotic than just you know getting out of a of an insane asylum, just killing loads of people. So basically, that's what I'm saying. He is a psycho, and he scared the shit out of me. His mask is terrifying. His behavior is ter- terrifying. His mannerisms are terrifying. And for years and years and years, I was just scared of the dark as him. So there you have it. Scared of scared of the dark as of Michael Myers, and um, then it was only maybe last year, the year before. Definitely in my mid-30s, it just dawned on me. He's not going to come for me. you know. He, Michael Myers, say what you want about him. Some of the things he might have done, a bit questionable. Some of the things he may have done may have even been considered a little bit sly in and of itself. But Michael Myers only had beef with his family. You know what I mean? Like, it was totally irrational for me to think that once, you know, he had just finally got his sister Laurie and just fucking bash her head in or did whatever he wanted. And he would just be like, fuck, I tell you what, I need to just get to the get to the airport here and head over to Belfast International and just fucking get a probably a black taxi from Belfast International to Bangor, which, by the way, I don't know if he's got any dollar-dollar in that boiler suit of his, but it's not going to be a cheap taxi fare from the International to my house. So I don't know whether he would get there and be just about to like pay the taxi man, come out and kill me. And then he'd probably be like, fucking hell, I'm absolutely fleeced. I'm going to have to pawn this knife and this mask and just try to get my way home again because I'm stuck here. And I don't think he, he wouldn't really fit the, the you know, je ne sais quoi of the Gold Coast. You know, a, a sociopathic, psychopathic murderer of women and children. I'm in, for that matter, he just kills them all. He just, this is a good thing about Michael Myers. He doesn't discriminate. He doesn't have a set... M.O. He just kills everybody. He doesn't like his family, especially, but if you're in his way, he'll fucking top you. He'll stab you, he'll break your neck, he'll push you over a building, he'll shoot you. He'll do everything. He'll, he'll, he'll boil you alive. That was another great one. Which, as a young boy, you're obviously, you know, you like it because you see a bit of nudity. But in this particular scene in, in Halloween 2, he just, you know, drowns this woman in a boiling bath. Which, by the way, baths are never that hot. In which, where if you dipped your head in, you'd be boiled. So that was a bit fake. That was a wee bit uh, outlandish as well. And Ben, see if you cough again, spread COVID. I swear, I'm going. I'm going to Michael Myers you. I'm going to boot you out that window. Albeit this is a ground floor recording studio, so it'll probably just hurt him. Wouldn't kill him, at least. So we're in autumn. That's it. Halloween's to look forward to again. I don't know, Ben. What's your views on Halloween as a as a period or as a time? Um, it's fun when you have kids. Yeah, but let me ask this. Do you feel that the Halloween holiday is heathen? Like, people often are like, if you celebrate Halloween, you are... Like, you know who would have a problem with Halloween? Jim Allister. And probably Jim Wells, too. They both, I would say, would have a problem with Halloween. And, I mean, I think Jim Allister has a problem with anything, really, speaking. Halloween, you know, anything to do with anything in this country. He's just a contrary kind of guy. But um, I think he would hate Halloween because it's teaching the kids the wrong things. I actually know some people who are like, we don't celebrate Halloween. And then I'd be like, listen, I don't celebrate it either. But if kids are coming to my front door wrapping it, I'm going to give them a slice of a vegetable roll. 
know what I'm saying? Does that not what you do? You give them a bit of food, trick or treat. People come to my door, and then if they ask for a trick or a treat, like what, what, what if someone came to your door and went trick or treat, what would you do? Yes, yeah, that's a treat, so you'd never go for the trick. No, no, not at all, not ever. See, this is the difference between you and me. I keep a yo-yo at the front door of my house, so any kids come, I just fucking, there you go, fucking do one of these. What's it called, like Wank the Cradle or something? I don't, I don't know, I'm not a fucking yo-yo guy, really. I just know the moves, I don't know the skills, you know. Eat the pussy or whatever it's called. You know, that's what. That's, that's the trick, the trick I like to throw. But yeah, it's a weird thing. I feel like a lot of it's become Americanized too much now, Halloween. Back in my day, they used to come to the door and be like, you know, the awkward song that they sing? Be like, Halloween is coming and the goose is getting... See, it just got to the point now, kids, at least they sang that and they had to have the kind of, please put a penny in the old man's hat. If you have got a penny, a hit me will do. If you haven't got the hit me, God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Get her buck up a hoots. All that stuff. Now you just come to the door and be like, sweets, mate. You have any, fo- any fucking candy for us? And they don't even call it cat. It's so American. Do you have any... F- do you have any fucking... <laughs> Imagine going to the door. You open the door. All right, bro, do you any fucking worthers for me? <laughs> oh, I don't. Well, well, mate, what do you have? That's kids nowadays. You give them a sweet and be like, I don't fucking like about these. Do you have any opal fruits around me? You fucking trappy bastard. And I'd be like, well, no. And then it's like, do you ever remember the Candyman story? Not the movie, the Candyman, but this guy apparently gave this is this is great banter by the way this guy apparently gave, was given poison sweets out at halloween people come to the door and he was poisoning kids with poison sweets but i just want to point out it's better banter than that the guy didn't actually poison kid he just poisoned his own kids <laughs> just killed it killed his own son to get away insurance payout booyakasha boom boom and i was like when he was out trick-or-treating some bastard poisoned poisoned a blackjack and gave it to him and he's dead. What actually happened was he just straight up poisoned his dinner, you know? Like the nanny in uh in the sixth sense that was poisoning or wasn't the nanny, it was the the, the stepmother the mother in law, wasn't it? And uh in the sixth sense she was poisoning a girl, keeping her sick. And then the video was un- unveiled at the funeral and they found out that the, the stepmother had been poisoning the girl. Whoa. Serious drama there. Serious. But that's it. We're in the autumn. Don't care anymore. Don't like autumn. Um, I just sort of feel like autumn is... It's just a shit fucking couple of months until Christmas. And especially for me, because as we all know by now, and I've stated numerous times, I am becoming a full-time freelance guy in December. So I have to that to look forward to. But in the meantime, like full fucking work to do. And it's boring. So I just feel like these next two months are going to drag. They could go super quick because my wife is now back to work she'd been off for the year uh, on maternity leave helping like i mean what what is that called what is she helping do like grow my baby or something or like raise the child like i don't even know what that phrase is she's off maternity leave for a year to cultivate i mean would, would you say a one-year-old you would cultivate an adult that's not it's still a child you're just you're trying i fucking no i don't know she's She's just fucking living in the house, not going to work, all right, for a year, and the baby's there too. So that ended, and today was the first day she was back in work. And I, I swear for the last three days, face like thunder on her. Me, on the other hand, buzzing, get a house to myself. Booyaka, booyaka. Why am I doing this this week? Like, why am I back to 1998, like Ali G? Ali in the island, Ali in the Northern Ireland, boo. But yeah, she's back at work today, really depressed for the last two days. Hard, 
hard paper around trying to get a buzz on in the house. And she's like, I'm back to work. Then she went to work, come back today. I was like, yeah, sweet to be in work. I like work. I like my job. I like my colleagues. Probably more banter than my kids are, to be fair. And then that's fine. So she's back. I'm excited. I can't wait to whenever I just don't have to work anymore. And now people be like, you do have to work day of event and you have to work harder. You need to put, because this is the standard of shit you're peddling at the minute. And there's only so far this can go. So that's where I'm at at the minute. I'm trying to get towards that, get over the line and just get get work. Get, get As Ben says, get work, get money, get bitches. Am I right, friends? That's what it's all about. That's the name of this week's podcast. Get work, get money, get bitches that's it have it have some of that so yeah it's exciting it's fun um i just want to point out that the uh for the patrons are probably thinking i may have died in the last few days because i haven't posted any stuff i'm going to post a barrage of stuff in the next actually when i finish this podcast i'll do it because ben and i are actually quite late in the studio this week we're recording on a tuesday normally we do it on a monday but somebody threw a spanner in the works this week because somebody's wife was going back to work and somebody didn't want to be out recording a podcast on the night before she returns to work in case like you know i need to like take my kids to like a shelter or something to be safe from the the anger of a returning mother like say say what you want but a, a mum they're the scariest people in the world mummies so but she's back she's fine and that's where we're at right now. And I feel like the the fact that we had to delay the podcast, I was doing a wee, uh, wee video audition for something before this. So I've t- I took, how, how long did we take to do that? It's what, like two minutes worth of audition? About an hour. Took us an hour. <laughs> took us an hour to <laughs> go over the lines, take a few lines, do a few lines, spread a few lines about, do a wee speedball, have a good time, and then do the podcast. So like now we're recording this like 10 past 10. So what I'm saying to you guys is you can either... You can buckle your seats, and by that I mean buckle your seatbelts, spoon, or you can you can just turn off and be like, I'll listen to last week's episode, which was great. Last week was great. So, you know, this one's might be a wee bit of a drag. This episode, Ben's sitting over there like, like, what the fuck are you even doing this week? I'm just tired. I'm tired, man. It was a long week, and uh, I just was looking after my kids by myself today, and that's enough to drain any man. You know, I think if you had two really good kids who are really well behaved and obedient, it would be a struggle in and of itself. But you've two little pricks, nightmare. And the dog, this guy, fucking, the dog really mugged me today so bad. He actually mugged me so bad over the weekend because he escaped again. And um, we were like, again, what had happened, it's never on my watch he escapes because he knows if I'm watching him and he escapes, I will... I will choke him out. I'm not going to hit him because I'm not sly. I've only ever hit him once and that was at the weekend. It was just a wee clip in the nose for being a bad boy. But um, he escaped and there's nothing in this world that gets me more angry, stressed out, worried and fearful than when my dogs disappeared. Nothing. So Catherine came to the door and I was, I was in the living room with the kids and she came to the door and was like, have you seen the dog? And I was like, well, he was in the garden with you a second ago. And she's like, well, he's not here now. And I was like, well, I do not have him in here, so where is he? And then she started shouting his name around the garden, hoping he may have just, like, been hiding somewhere. But then you hear a voice from over the fence. This old guy's like, is is this your dog? And I was like, why is Brian Blessed living at the back of my house? It's very weird. And um, she's like, yeah, what's he look like? And he was like, well, he's big and white and really fucking strong and boisterous. And I was like, yeah, it's probably him. So she came in to me and was like, 
he's round at the neighbour's house, can you go and get him? And at this stage I'm wearing effectively a vest, a pair of really short shorts, white socks and flip-flops. So I'm not really in what you would say neighbourhood attire. You know, not the sort of attire you want to go knock doors. So again, that t- attire is ridiculous. I fucked a G-Lay on, all was fine, headed round. And I picked up a bit of a slow jog because he wasn't my next door neighbour's house. He'd gone to the house at the back. So by the time I jogged around to the, the neighbour on the other street at the back, I went in, the neighbour's just standing in his back garden like this. He's gone again. I said, you fucking son of a bitch. Which is really rude of me to say that to the neighbour. I actually meant the dog, but he probably assumed I was like, oh, disrespectful. Then what he had done is gone back into our garden and gone through another hole into my next door neighbour's garden. At this point, I was running back around the streets and I could see him in the neighbour's garden. And he's doing that thing, you know, dogs do when they're like fixing their beds. So they like scrape like that, except he's doing that on her really manicured lawn. And I was like, you piece of shit, you better not dig in her lawn or otherwise I'll have to replace it. And it'll cost a fortune. And then I just shouted at him. I just went, hey. And when he heard me shout at him, he disappeared again. And then I could hear Catherine just shouting, oh, he's back, he's back. And I was like, you better fucking play. And I have never been crosser. I went stomping in that house and was like, where is he? And then she's like, there he is. And he knew. He knew I was a cross man. I said, get over here. And he came over and he just was all high down. I give him we, I say that, I like hit him. To be fair, I hit him like a bit of a pawn. So I went, you, it's a bad boy, but just like this in his nose. And it was probably not sore. I went, bad boy. And he knew, and he avoided me the rest of the day. Now, the thing that really annoyed me was, yes, he escaped. Yes, he could have gone on the road. Yes, he could have got knocked down. And if he did get killed, I hope, I hope if he ever gets hit by a car, he gets hit just, like, in a way that, like, really just breaks his neck and kills him. So he's not, A, hurt, and, B, I can taxidermy him and just get him all filled up and get him actually on the desk. Like, instead of this replica, just actually him there. Um, so there was that and then also I knew when he escaped what I would have to be doing then and there that day I could wait no longer is fill the holes in the garden and the problem with filling holes in the garden you don't know where the, go- the holes are in the garden so I went down to the corner of the garden discovered two holes two vortexes that lead into the <laughs> I mean it was like something like from the escape um, at the H blocks you know what I mean it was like there were, tu- it was like something, you know, the wee tunnel under the Crumlin Road jail that leads to the courthouse. It was like that. You could just go through one one tunnel, leads to an entirely different street or just the next door. So I had to get in there, had to get all the wire out, had to flip and measure the wire, had to cut the wire, had to get the wee um, wire tags on, had to get the, what are those things called, Ben, that you tie up your wife with when you're doing kinky stuff in the bedroom? Cable ties. Had to get cable ties on, tie them around. Um, and. Yeah, it was a bit of a stressful job. I ended up taking the guts of three hours to do the complete work because then I had to do that. Had to, Once I did that, I had to then put pots in under the undergrowth. I had to climb under the bushes. I had to climb under the tree. It looked like I was actually under spying in my neighbour's bathroom. Very creepy. And then I had to go and get loads of paving stones and block it so now I can't escape. And, you know, I just feel like I can sleep easy in my bed of a night again because the dog is trapped. And the thought of him escaping is just it's just something that I hate more than anything in the world. And I think I don't know whether that portrays me as a as a good person, Ben, or a bad person, because I mean I've been getting a lot of feedback on this podcast recently that um someone actually wrote in a podcast video generally or genuinely, not generally, genuinely, somebody wrote in a podcast that I was the angriest man on the internet. 
And I'm going to say this, there are men on the internet who I think probably angrier than me. But, um, let me see. I'm just checking. Speaking of angry, I'm about to get so angry. Um, I'm just checking out that there, and I see that, oh no, there's now officially 203 ratings on my podcast, which means next week on the podcast, a man of my word, Ben, do you want, do you want to be here for this next week? I'm going to try and flip myself on the podcast. So you happy to film it or do you want to just set the camera up and leave? Set the camera up and let you walk away. Nice. I mean, that's what happens most time with my wife. And um, she just sets up a camera, leaves, lets me finish myself and it's all fine. Um, but yeah, unbelievable. Like all of a sudden, there's just there's just gone from being a few reviews to being like five new ones this week. Normally, I would say if you haven't read and reviewed the podcast already, please do. But this week, I have some in, in, impressive reviews. Let me just read read them all. I should say read some of them. Um, ED, EDAX events has said what a guy great stuff very enjoyable happy belated also David that's right did I talk about my birthday last week didn't I yeah it was a great time I'm not going to be selfless and talk about or selfish and talk about myself again Stephen has said a very well done podcast amazing podcast uh, what I like and he's uh, he's given me happy 200th review as in I know it's coming but I mean what I like about that is not not even a good like a funny podcast a very well done podcast so is it is it good content? Do people like it, or is it just, it's just very it's produced well? I think it's probably more of a a doth of the cap to you, Ben. It's a very well done podcast. Well, like well done. Clara said, and I agree with this. Best solo podcast by the King of North Down gets me through Mondays and something to look forward to on Thursdays. I don't know why it gets you through Mondays or something on Thursday. Maybe it's because you're a patron as well. See, that's what it is. People on Patreon get a bonus podcast every Monday. Funniest guy with the best rants. I don't think... Do I rant? Am I a ranter? I wouldn't say I'm a ranter. I think I'm just a guy. I'm just a truth speaker. I'm just a guy that talks from the heart. I'm just an honest... I'm just a man of the people. Um, if the people live in North Down, if you're outside of there, don't give a fuck. But if it's there, it's all good. But thank you for that, Claire. Um, oh, wow. And, somebody, and I mean, what I like about this review, 200 sucky sucky, someone's just written. And then said, great podcast, can't wait to see him live. And this excites me, so people haven't necessarily been to see my shows and they've they listened to the podcast. So that's an exciting thing because, I mean, if I said if I got the 200 reviews in the podcast, I would do a little something. I'm going to do the same thing if we can sell like the Ulster Hall. So we listen, come and see me live there. You get an eyeful, an earful, and potentially a mouthful. If you're someone who is mm-hmm. new to the podcast... yeah. And you're going to go, well, I read the reviews and yeah. see maybe what the podcast is about. I like that to be the first impression. What? Sucky, sucky. Sucky, sucky. I mean, there you have it. And this is another nice review that somebody has written and I like it. It says, top class from the big man, which is just, that's nice. I said, as a new dad myself, it's great to hear the struggle from somebody else's point of view. Very funny, man. Is this the 200th? A lot of people are wanting to see that 200. But what seems to have happened, we're just stuck in like 198 for ages and ages, and then boom, 203 in a couple of days. And just keep it coming, because if we get if we get to <laughs> if we get to 300 
Ben and I have 69 on this desk. <laughs> if we get the 300 reviews by Christmas, Ben and I will do 69 and we will hold the position and we will invite homeless people into the office to eat Christmas dinner off our back whilst one is... Ass- and again, we'll do rock, paper, scissor to see who's the bottom of the 69. Because, I mean, I think it's probably better to be the bottom, wouldn't it? Because you don't want to be... In fact, you might choke to death on, a, on, 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 you know... We'll do rock, paper, scissor, okay? If we get 300 reviews by Christmas, 69, Christmas time. <laughs> and we'll fight the homeless people in here. We will get them in, give them a Christmas dinner and, you know, make them feel good. And we'll, we will tell them that the, that the us doing a 69 is actually an art installation and that they wouldn't understand that because it, we're high-end art dealers. So that's what we'll do. We'll record a podcast with all the homeless people. We'll make it a soup kitchen, except we'll give them prop. We'll give them proper tucker. Like we'll give them good grub, and they get to eat it off. Probably minor Ben's ass, depending on who's on the top of the sixty nine. What I'd like to think, actually, Ben, we don't want to be disgusting. Like so, if we do the sixty nine on the table, we'll just pop it out our zips. You know, keep our, our stuff covered. Like we don't want to be uncouth. Like our kids might grow up and watch these podcasts. You know what I mean? They might. There might come a time. Where like my kids will go to school. I've never thought about this till right now, and now I'm startled and shocked, and I might have to delete all of these. My kids will maybe go to school, and and people will be like, "Hey, your dad has a podcast, and he talks about sucking his own dick all the time." <laughs> I'll be like, "Yeah, bring that up a parent teacher consultation." <laughs> yeah, we think your daughter actually maybe is a wee bit slightly warped. Oh, why is that? Oh, she just keeps. People just keep bullying her that her dad sucks his own dick, and then you probably look at me and I'd be like, "Well, you, I mean, physically and anatomically speaking, anatomically speaking, it's impressive. You know, it's a talent. You know, I should be in Circus Soleil, just sitting in the corner, noshing myself off. I think people pay to see that. Can you imagine, like, on Britain's Got Talent, they've just a big troop, kind of like like diversity, doing all this stuff where they turn into, like, one big giant robot and they're doing all these dance moves, and then just in the middle of it, it's just me, suck himself off. You know, the epicentre, the heart of the dance troupe, the heart of the UK dance scene, street dance scene. I am the heart of the... Str- just In fact, call the podcast Heart of the Street Dance Scene, because that's what I am. I'm the heart of the street dance scene, and I am doing interpretive... Art and dancing by sucking my own penis. And my daughters are going to see this. I'm bo- I bet you both of them are watching it going... Because, like, my three-year-old sometimes sees me doing things, sees me on podcasts or other things, and it's like, oh, it's my daddy. And when the future comes, she'll see it and be like, oh, no, it's my daddy. <laughs> what the fuck's he doing now? And hopefully, by that stage, you know, I'll just, I'll just be talking about, like, putting fucking sealant in holes in the wall or like you know a wee a wee lacquer over a fence something like that that'll just be my life not this whole auto fellatio movement because that's what we're all about here we're the auto fellatio guys ben and myself ben you actually didn't try that until you met me did you know no i wasn't sure how to get started at all. and how did you get started a lot of stretching stretching and determination yeah yeah and i mean see now you've started would you ever finish no, I finished straight away when I do it, to be fair. Like, it's the move. Um, but yes, thanks to everybody who has taken the time out to try and ruin my life by reviewing the podcast there. I do appreciate it. Um, that means a lot. And also, if people want to support me, we have great news this week that the uh, 
the social distancing rules in theatres and other places have been lifted. The restrictions are lifted. So you can come to my Ulster Hall show. You can all sit beside each other. You can know what's going to happen. And we can just have a great time. I'm very excited about it. Ben's going to be there. Whether I have to coerce him into it or not. Waterboard him into doing it. But I'm buzzing about it. And I'm going to be trying to you know just get out and do as much stand-up as I can. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The show's um, almost written. I need to probably finish that but it's going to be a good time and I'm excited about it and I'm feeling good and Ben how long have we been talking for because I know you're in a rush to get home because I held you here for so long doing the uh, doing the, the recording at the start about half an hour about half an hour so you know what we're just going to go into the slide dig here and then we'll go into listeners questions and then we'll just get 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 out of here Um, we'll do the slide dig first shall we the people the people seem to love this. The Slide Dig, for those of you that don't know, is a new segment that we have in the podcast, which is just open to all patrons. So if you're not a patron already, get on over and you make suggestions, basically, if you want things that you think I'll get annoyed about and I'll just be able to get fucking angry about and have a wee rant about. So this week, I'll read out a few. And see, Karis has said when you let the kids sleep in your bed because they aren't well and they book all over your duvet. I mean, that, that does annoy me a bit. I ha- I did have an incident where my three-year-old just did a lot of booking on me when I was on holidays. And I feel like, I'll be honest, Karis, it's, it's something that, that would annoy me, but I feel like there's no intent behind it. Like, I don't feel like it's it's something they do on purpose that I can really harbour against them. Um, John has said websites that have pop-ups telling you how many people ate... Uh, viewing the product or are viewing the product right now. I don't get that. Like people are view- like, what does that? Why? What's that supposed to mean? Um, like, wh- let me see, I think. but why? Why do Why do websites do that? Is that to try and hurry you to buy it quickly in case someone else will buy it? Time that's popular, I don't know. Yeah, what's well, fucking weird? You know what? Here's the thing. See if you're a sheep, and you go on those websites and be like six other people. See if I go on to something and like six other people are looking. I'll be like, no, it's not original enough. Um, Declan has said. When you drive anywhere in Belfast and the spies and millies don't wave when you let them out or nobody's let you out of the junction, ignorant pack of hers. Now, this is what I'm talking about. See, not necessarily spies and millies because just anyone, nothing, nothing, nothing annoys me more than when I am like, come on, carry on out. And you do it like this. You like let them out. You be like, come on, you be rough in on you go and see if they just look, look at you and they don't wave I think there should be a law that again if I was the king of anywhere other than just North Down I would say you should crash into people if they do that speaking of crashing into people Declan I think you've started I think you've let me here the thing that I found this week that really annoyed me teenagers like just the fucking guile of teenagers nowadays that cross the road the slowest speed and then you're there in your car and you have to actually slow down otherwise you'll hit them have you ever seen that Ben like you're driving along a road and then like a, a couple of girls and a couple of boys like those boys that fucking hair they're always doing this and it's over their face and then they're all sh- you just and then they're all you're looking at them being like you, why are you six foot seven but you're fucking haven't broadened out yet what's wrong with you you pubeless freak you look at them and you go why do girls want to fuck these wee pin dick pink dick guys fuck that didn't like it. Then I slowed down. I thought to myself, see if I was going at the speed I was going at, ram, ram, stam straight through the fuckers, and then I'm the one to blame. I'm a car on the road. If they're in my way, obliterate them. 
Am I wrong? Is that, would that be a good policy? Or you should teach kids a bit of respect. And I think there should be a law where if children disrespect you, you if their parents aren't the ones who are teaching them lessons enough, you should be able to teach them lessons. So therefore, I should be able to pull over. I should be able to take my belt off and just start whacking people. Like, you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? Ben, can we get this clip up? Like, there's a bit in the Silence of the Lambs where Hannibal um, he escapes and he's just got a got a baton, right? And he just swings his baton like, that's so blase. And it's, mm. You should be able to do that to fucking kids crossing the road and just hit them. And then when they're lying on the ground with broken legs, be like, hey man, should have walked faster. Shouldn't have been a disrespectful piece of shit, should you? They have it. That's what it is, Declan. You, you've started me on that. And um, I like it. And you know what? Naomi's come in next with a point that sort of lets me, it sort of follows on from this to anyone's got a problem with it. Um, all these sensitive snowflakes in the cancel culture, you can't say boo, you can't say boo to a goose without someone complaining. I put them in the bin. You know what? See the people who complain about everything? They need, they're the problem. They need to look at their own wee lives and go, why, like, see if you, do, like, if you don't find a joke funny, just don't find a joke funny. You don't have to be hurt by it. Oh my goodness, he made a joke. He made a joke about blind people. So, it's not like, I don't know, it's not like they're going to say it, is it? But the point is, if, if things are, if you take everything anyone ever says is serious, you're going to have problems. You, you, we say things clearly we don't mean. Whenever you're a comedian, whenever you're a, a podcaster, you say things that you know are going to make people laugh or get a reaction. It doesn't necessarily say you mean it. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna break down the fourth wall here. I'm gonna say, listen, talk, I'm talking to you guys directly. Haven't said I've done that through the whole episode, but on stage I say things about my family that I, I don't I don't totally mean. I mean some of it, not all of it, but generally speaking. There's no pe- there are no people I like more than my family. I wouldn't say that on stage because boring. But like I, my girls, I love nothing more than hanging out with my two kids. Well, apart from hanging out with my dog, which I do like more than hanging out with my two kids. But you know that's boring to talk about. So I I tell these stories. I sort of heighten them. I do this and blah 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 because it's funny, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm I, I'm a good dad and I love my kids. You know, I'll joke about them all day. But, like, people will be like, you shouldn't say it about your kids. And I'll be like, say the fuck I want about them, you piece of shit. Mind your own business and fuck away off. See people not mind their business. That's the problem. There's something that maybe we should rant about this week. People butting into other people's business, having an opinion on everything. See if people want to cancel it. Stop having opinions. Nobody needs to hear your opinion. Your opinion sucks balls and no one cares. Like, how many... Well, I've got 27 followers that need to hear my opinion. Tell you what you do. Go fuck away off, you self-entitled prick. Harry says people talk to you while you're stood at a urinal. Um, you know what? I quite like that. <laughs> I quite like chatting to people. Except you know, you know what you're doing different here, Harry. Clearly, it's annoying you when people talk to the urinal. What'll stop people from talking to you at the urinal is if you talk to their dick. A wee bit of a life hack for you. So someone's at the urinal and they they're pissing away a bit. All right, mate. If you just go, oh, you're not so bad, bro. They'll soon shut up. They'll put their wee dick away and leave. Or you'll end up marrying them. But either way, it's a good outcome. Um, v has said people who take a picture and upload it to social media every time they're at the gym. Fuck off. Yeah, like, see just repetitive social media posts. Even like, 
Again, hate to get into sea swimmers again. I should lay off them. But same posts every day. Oh, I'm at the beach. Do a medal. Oh, I'm at the gym. Do a medal. I'm out cycling. Who gives a fuck? You know? I don't. Um, Dan says LinkedIn in general, but especially anyone who writes full essays about their highly successful day, usually broken down to 20 to 30 minute intervals, like awake at 5am to study Latin and meditating for 20 minutes. Two organic eggs on Sardo at 5.45, ice cold shower and so on. Wankers, here's the thing. I'm going LinkedIn because I'm just, I don't, I don't care about my actual job and I do comedy. So I'm not on LinkedIn. I thought I was at one point just because I thought, hey, you should be on here. But it's silly. But see all people like that. People who do this sort of stuff, like they are people that don't have fulfilled lives. See if you have the time. To sit down. Ben, you're a man who was a, has a job, a couple of kids, a life. Do you have the time to sit down and say, I wake up at 5am, I meditate, I have a cold coffee? No, because you, your lives are fucking boring. That's why you do that stuff. So you go, Dan, well said. People on LinkedIn, boring. if you have a LinkedIn account, no offence, Dan, you're boring. People are boring on LinkedIn. I don't care if you're up at 5 o'clock. Here's what you should do. Go to bed later. Sleep in a bit. Drink your coffee. Stop having cold showers. You need warm showers to clean yourselves, you freaks. People having cold showers coming out like they've been sea swimming. Oh, I feel amazing. You don't. You're just fucking... Stop it. Just be normal. People are fucking turning into freaks. It's a pandemic out here and the worst thing about it is just people discovering themselves. Like, does anyone ever discover themselves and just go, oh, he's a wanker? Oh, I spent the last fucking weekend trying to discover myself and realised I'm a total prick. That's what happened if I did it. You know, I'd be sitting there being like, I need to discover myself. Then I would like look at my material or read some of my tweets and go, oh no, I'm a bellyant. I'm a prick. It'd be shit. But people, that's what people need to do. Be more honest with themselves. See another thing, speaking of like people doing all that shit and like meditation all, see if you believe crystals affect energy. What you should do is just jam a crystal into your eye hole and fucking jump out the window. Jesus Christ. Uh and the, la- the last one is, I-, I normally just pick a couple of these, but I'm just going through them this week. Andy Murray said, every narcissist on Instagram starting a mentoring program is especially cringe when they're from here. You know what? I just think it's generally quite cringe, isn't it? Being a, being a, like, what, who decides I am such a great person that I'm going to be a mentor? The worst kind of people. See, if you're trying to be a mentor or you believe you're a mentor, you shouldn't be mentoring people because you're clearly a fucking self-obsessed wank pot. Ben, that was the longest slide they get, and I got angry. This podcast took a while to get going, but Ben, see, whenever I get the blood into my brain, that girl that reviewed the, or that wrote on my on my video podcast a couple of weeks ago, I'm the most angriest man on, on the internet. In that last 10 minutes, I was. So I'll just finish off. I'll briefly go through the questions here because I know you need to get home, Ben. Um... Christopher said, the other week I tried to get a taxi home from Belfast at half 11 and due to Belfast taxis being run by three companies now, it was impossible to get one booked. Pretty sly. It made me reminisce about the good old taxi days when you used to get a local paramilitary taxi driver to pick you up. The car already stank of Chinese food and the driver smoked the whole journey home while giving a lift to three different fares at the same ride and having six people in the back seat. If you wanted to carry out too, no problem. But what was your most memorable better or worse taxi journey well i'm not naming any names here but i had a friend who uh we were going to a pub or to a bar actually i think it was going it might have been the pothouse what did the pothouse become do you remember it was opposite ollie's oh shit i don't even care anymore maybe the, the, the dirty dog or the thirsty dick or something i know but it was the pothouse at the time we got there 
and he was just blitzed, thinking like a few bottles of wine possibly in a very short period of time, which if you have a few bottles of wine generally of an evening, too many bottles of wine of an evening, but he had it in maybe a short period of time. And when we got there, he got out of the taxi and just had pissed himself or shot himself or both. And he was like, no, and then this is this is one of the funniest arguments. He was like, oh, I, di- I didn't piss or shit myself. I just boked all over myself. I'm like, well, that's better, isn't it? That makes it all right. But he tried to go and get into the bar and the bouncers were like, well, you've got shit and piss all over yourself. So obviously you're not getting in. And then uh, you're like, oh, that's fair enough. So we tried to send him home in another taxi. So we like tried to like pat him down, cover him. We just put him in a taxi, send him home. Next morning, taxi driver turned up at my house. My dad was like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, your son was in the taxi with me last night. And my dad came down to my room and was like, oh, there's a taxi driver here to see you. And I was like, well, I didn't do fucking anything in this taxi. And he went back and was like, he didn't do anything in your fucking taxi. And the guy was like, well, who did? And not to be a tout, I just told him my mate's exact address and sent him there. I think they paid off the car valet. But I mean, they were they were good times. But normally speaking, most times when I was, I was a bit of a reprobate in a taxi, I would have more often than not just been really blitzed and forgot about everything. So, um... There you have it. Oh wow, there's a lot of questions. Um, As I walk in the oh no, shit! I went to my questions there and I found a piece of content with myself in it. Ben, why? Have, why is my volume full? Imagine I put something like dodgy on. Um, let's go and see. Right, so many questions, so little time. Right. Pat has said, ball bag for a nose or a nose for a ball bag. I don't want to smell my hole all day, so that's <laughs> a number one for me. Um, You know what? I feel like my nose is going to look like a ball bag anyway when I'm older, so probably just have a ball bag for a nose. Um, And yeah, it wouldn't be nice to smell my asshole and my balls and my taint all day, so fair point. Really deep question. I appreciate that. Um, John Joe has said, with restrictions being lifted, will there be snogging at the Pillow Talk show at the Ulster Hall? And if so, do we form a queue? Um. I think what I'm going to do is just say, listen, everybody turn to your left and just start licking. Just turn to the left, start licking, and all will be, all will be right with the world. Licking and sucking in the Ulster Hall on the 17th of December. Um, TP has said, any facts that have blown your mind? Um, there was one I heard recently. Like, In fact, Ben, can I go in to look at mind-blowing facts here? Are you going to get cross? Like, do you want to actually look up a few mind-blowing facts? That seems like that would be quite a, a fun thing for you to do as a producer and here Ben does this make anything easier instead of if you stick whatever you've done on that would that help this is a wee hard drive isn't it so we audition and stuff let me throw it to you can you catch it on the podcast skills and he catches it what a beast um, see again this is what you're saying I have not enough charge on my uh, on my old comp so mid podcast, just a wee, just a wee recharge moment. Um, and sometimes I just want to give that advice to people in life generally. You know, sometimes if you need to just take a wee moment to just recharge your batteries, maybe you do it. Maybe people take on too much. You know, maybe people do too much. Maybe people just need to get some crystals, go sea swimming, and then post a journal about it on LinkedIn. Go for it. If it makes you feel better, just don't follow me or let me follow you because that bores the shit out of me. Um. Right, mind-blowing facts, is that what we're looking for? Mind-blowing facts. I mean, that's the top search for mind-blowing. Um, oh, wow. 
20 facts guaranteed to blow your mind. There's one or something about like some somebody being born in like two generations or something was like the Incas or something really weird like that. Humans are the only animals that enjoy spicy food, obviously, because thinking humans are the only only animals whose brains whose brains shrink. Could well believe it. Potato chips cause more weight gain than any other food. The the fish is probably these these are shit. Bananas can't re- these are these are not mind blowing. These are shit. Um. Create most craziest facts. Most startling. Facts ever. You know what? This this is supposed to be the sixty most interesting facts you'll ever hear. I bet you within three I'm like fucking boring. The earth's fastest gust of wind, boring. Recent droughts don't care. The best place in the world to see rainbows is Hawaii. How the fuck's that interesting? I want to know about, like, the, the person to survive the, the, the longest fall, the highest fall to survive. Yeah, how about that, Ben? We'll look at that. The highest, the highest fall to survive. The highest fall survived. There we go. Was a woman called Vesna Vulovic, which sounds like somebody I'd make up on a phone call. The all-time record for surviving the highest fall without a parachute belongs to Yugoslavian flight attendant Vesna Vulovic. She was the sole survivor of a bomb placed aboard a jet in 1972. I mean, the big man shining on yesterday, she, she plummeted more than 30,000 feet. And survived. And how did she survive it? Air safety investigators attributed Vulovic's survival to her being trapped by a food cart in the fuselage as it broke away from the rest of the aircraft and plummeted towards the ground. When the cabin depressurized, the passengers um, and the other flight crew were blown out of the aircraft and all fell to their deaths. Oh no, horrible. So, let me see. Is she still kicking about this Vula Vulovic? Now she died at 66. Probably because um, her whole insides are mushed. She didn't think of her fall every day, but admitted struggling with survivor's guilt. Yeah, that'd be pretty shit. Um, oh, yes. Did you ever watch the show Mythbusters? They recreated her fall, which probably didn't result in her surviving. Because it was a miracle. Wonderful miracle. Um, but yeah, probably that. Stuff like that entertains me, and I'm more keen to see it. Um, hi, Dave. If you were to star in the next series of Dairy Girls, what would your character be? Hmm, I don't know. Uh, you'd have to, I don't know, see, have to wait and see the series to see if any of the characters would, would suit me. Um, But I mean, if I was the next character, it would probably just an angry, an angry guy. If it was just me, an angry dad guy giving off about something. Um, Ruth has said, not a question, but I'm super excited for the Ulster Hall show. Now restrictions are lifting. I hope you've got tickets. If you haven't already, they are selling well. So Ben, stick it. Stick it up there. Janie has said, what will you be spending your high street voucher on? Pipeworks. Um, Helen has also said, what are you spending your £100 on? Pipeworks. Um, and Naomi, shockingly, has asked the last question of the day. You've been tasked to create your own sex toy. What's the design and what's it called? Um, it would be some sort of like tightening device to allow you to suck yourself off. Ben would get a prototype. He would try it out. I would try it out. It would be a lot of fun. 
Um, and speaking of a lot of fun, I haven't read any sponsors this week, so we'll just do a quick shout out to our sponsors, um, which is Modest Beer. Modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers. Brewed and canned here in Hollywood County Down, Modest are on a mission with one clear goal in mind. That's not to revolutionise the craft beer market, but just to add to it with a beer that is crisp, delicious, honest and modest. Thank you, Modest Beer. Thank you for your ears. I'll see you next week. And, you know, if kids aren't crossing the road fast enough, hit them with your car. Fuck that, I give you permission. Bye. I'm the slack guy.